I'm sitting in the subway station. Manhattan is my destination. On that dirty train, each day I live is much the same, and I think, what can I gain living in this endless game? Homeward bound, I wish I was. Homeward bound, home to Jerusalem, home where my heart is lying, home where my destiny waits silently. And welcome back to Homeward Bound, the show about making Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael, to the Holy Land of Israel. My name is Egal Siegel, and we are here every week on the Nahum Siegel Network with a show which gives you information and inspiration about making the big move to the state of Israel. Again, our sponsors, Nefesh Benefesh, the organization that helps North Americans make the big move to Israel. And this past Sunday, we were happy to be represented by our own Nahum Siegel at the Mega Aliyah event that took place in New York. And the report I received from Nahum is just unbelievable. It's, it's, it's incomprehensible how many people showed up. Last year was a major, major success. Over 800 people came to the Mega Aliyah event in New York. And this year, the number was over 1,200 people, 1,200 interested people who are thinking, making the decision to make the move to come home, to be homeward bound, to come to Eretz Yisrael. I tell you, it's, just a, it's, it's so exciting to see how many people are really seriously thinking about it now. And, it, and it's, so, it's so much easier to think about it now. I made Aliyah nine years ago, and, and then it was also pretty easy compared to who made nine, Aliyah nine years before me. But now, with Nefesh Benefesh behind you, there's very little that stands in your way in terms of obstacles, in terms of paperwork, in terms of, <coughs> in terms of anything that you would need to do in order to make that big move. And the Mega Aliyah event was something where people were able to find that about every aspect, whether it's education for your children, whether it's employment, any of the things that you are interested in specifically in terms of what you are looking for in Israel. Um, you were able to find out at the mega event. And now, after mega event, all you have to do is go to nbn.org.il and find out from a, thousands of articles there about different aspects of making Aliyah. Or you can call 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-ALIYAH, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. We have a great show in store for you today. We're going to hear from our good friend, Avi Silverman, who is the uh, community coordinator for Nefesh Benefesh, working for the uh, for the pre-Aliyah department there. And he will be, he has spoken with us before. He will be discussing the community of Modi'in, which is uh, a very, very popular community with Anglos who are coming in droves, really, uh, to to live there. And Avi has some great information about Modi'in, about uh, different aspects of living there. So we'll be talking to him. And as well, we will also be speaking to Lizzie Martin, Fishbenefish, who'll be giving us some very, very fascinating insights into the world of dentistry. That's right. We're going to find out how easy it is for a dentist to make Aliyah with the help of Lizzie Martin of Nefesh Benefesh. So stay tuned for a great program coming up right after this message. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-ALIYAH, or log on now to their comprehensive website, 
for all the assistance you need to get to Israel. nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now. nbn.org.il. Okay, welcome back to Homeward Bound, the show about making Aliyah to the Holy Land of Israel. My name is Egal Siegel, and we're here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, every Tuesday we are aired, and we also are aired on Thursday afternoons in New York. And you are uh, able to listen to us every single day on the archives at NachumSiegel.com. This show is sponsored by our good friends at Nefesh Benefesh, and we are here today at Nefesh Benefesh in the lovely neighborhood of Givat Shaul in Yerushalayim to speak to one of our good friends who has been on the air before with us. His name is Avi Silverman. He is a pre ali advisor for Nefesh Benefesh, and he specializes in communities and education. We have spoken to Avi in the past about specific communities, and we are going to be speaking about a specific community today. First, let me welcome Avi back to the program. Avi. There you go. How are you? Back. Thank you for coming. Good. Thank you for being here. Okay, so today, um, Avi and I are, are going to be discussing the city of Modian. And I say city because uh, it ain't a Moshav anymore. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's quite it's, big. Yes. How many people are in Modian now? Uh, currently, there's 85,000, and they're going up to around 120,000 by the end of this decade. That's unbelievable. They actually just got a mechraz, uh, meaning they got the lottery for 11,500 new units that are going to wow. be built in, uh, they call it Buchland uh, Arom, its uh, proper name is actually Moria, in the whole Moria area. They'll be leading uh, closer toward the 443 in, in the back end. So now, when you say closer to 443, does that mean... Um it's a highway. Well, for for some of us who uh, I'm, I'm familiar with the 443, but for our listeners, 443 is a highway that goes pretty much from close to the airport to Yerushalayim. Uh, at one point, it was a, a highway that people were afraid to take, but now it's becoming very, very popular, especially mm-hmm. now with the construction on Highway 1, which is the main Jerusalem-Tel Aviv highway. A lot of people are taking 443, and 443 is really where the entrance to Modian is. Um, the question is, and Modian now goes all the way, kind of all the way to Highway 1, if I'm not mistaken. It, it, it like stretches all the way back. So you're saying that there's more room near Highway 443 to build more apartments there. Yeah, and in other areas of Modian. Again, 11,000 housing units is a lot of housing units. That's unbelievable, man. Yeah. And they'll be filled up. I mean, uh, yep. it's a very popular place. Well, let's go. Is it popular for Olim? Absolutely. That's the question. It's one of the top destinations uh, for not only our traditional, you know, modern Orthodox families, but also for the conservative uh, families that are coming and for our secular families as well. They have a very strong conservative congregation in a community that used to be called Malibu. Now it's called Misua. That whole area is um, very strong in terms of English speakers who want a more conservative uh community to be a part of. And when Modin was actually designed, it was designed to be a secular community, which would have a small pocket of modern Orthodox. The way it took off is uh, really un- unparalleled in terms of the the development of the city. It became uh, a resting spot for many of our modern Orthodox families. And as we say, chaver may be chaver, that uh, one person brought another person and it grew and grew and grew. So now there's a considerable modern Orthodox population within Modin itself. Uh, what they told me in the area, the municipality, is that out of the 85,000 residents that are there, around 10,500 are Olim. Not just American Olim, right. but Mer- Olim from all over. To so have an eighth of the population that is Olim from all kind of countries. So they're very well equipped to, to help with services and acculturation within the within the city. Okay, so, so what, I mean, just a little historical aspect here. It, why did Modian become such a popular place? Is it the location? Location. 
location. It's like right in the middle of basically the middle of everything between Yerushalayim and Tel Aviv. Right. That being said, I mean it's the same uh, same reason why Beit Shemesh took off. Right. Beit Shemesh and Modin are basically parallel uh, in terms uh, geographically, except on the other side of the one. Right. So it's the same idea. Meaning you can get to Tel Aviv easily. They have a train from Modi'in that goes to uh, all the stops in Tel Aviv. Uh, They're building now a train that's going to take several more years to go from Modi'in also to Yushalayim. But they're both around 35 35 to 40 minutes away traveling. Uh, Extensive bus services available also. So you have the train and buses to Tel Aviv and buses and soon to be a train to Yushalayim as well. Okay. Now, so tell us a little about uh, one of the things that Avi has uh, tremendous expertise in, as we have seen in the past, is education. So tell us a little about the schools in Modi'in and what they're offering in terms of uh, different uh, communities. That was really one of the key marks of the uh, community is that they placed a high value on education. Um, so the while the city is... Uh, is considered a catchment city, meaning the children go to school according to the areas that they live in. Uh, they're trying to be more flexible with the old name to make sure they get the best services. So at very much at the outstart of the city, they delegated several schools to be magnet schools for the old name, where they would get uh, very specific help in helping with Hebrew t- um, tutorials and socializing the kids to be part of the youth groups. Uh, that now is being housed in Avne Choshen, which is in, uh, we used to be called uh, Shimshonin, now it's called Hanavi'im, the area of Hanavi'im. Um, and kids are allowed to go from all parts of the city. So Avne Choshen has a program for grades one through six. They offer Opan four to five days a week within the school. And they allow the children, which is very nice, to continue on. So normally, let's say you are living <coughs> in the area of Buchman, which is called Shvatim, uh, you wouldn't be allowed to send your children to Amnei Choshen. But if your children were there starting out as Olim for the four or five months, and they liked the school, and they started developing friendships, the municipality will let you keep your child in that school well, and provide nice. busing for it. That's very nice. Uh, more schools have opened up. Um, some of the, the schools that uh, remain popular is our, our, is our Shifti Israel, which is a Torah school, and that offers uh, a lot of variety of classes, um, you know, not only to the kids but also to their parents, which is very important. Um, so at Nirya also offers um, <clears throat> Torah classes after school, which is a little bit of a switch because they're seeing the demographics change. I mean, they're getting more and more Dati Lomi and Dati Lomi Torah families, people who want to have a greater emphasis on Torah education. And so the schools that were uh, mandated to be Dati Lomi are now offering more Torah classes, not during the day because that's not their mandate, but after school. So that's becoming a, a popular movement. Uh, there's also just there's a large variety. Um, there's a school called Ariel, which is a semi-private school, which a lot of our olim send to, and the registration is actually through the rabbi of the school. Uh, a lot of the more traditional Datilumi Torani schools have what's called a Rav Beit Sefer, and he gives psak. He gives uh, all the decisions in terms of halacha for the school. Yeah. He's also now the one in Ariel who determines acceptance into the school, which is a little bit of a switch. So Ariel has become a popular destination. But they have interesting schools, uh, Yachad, which is a pluralistic school, which goes from kindergarten through grade 12, has Orthodox, conservative, reform, secular kids learning together. 
very long waiting list to get in because it happens to be an excellent educational school. Um, there's a school called Lamana Chai for people who live in Modi'in um, who want something more right-wing. It's not a Beis Yaakov, it's not a Cheder, but it runs along those lines. And Are there any, is there any Haredi population in Modi'in at this point? There's actually a Beis Yaakov in uh, Modi'in. It's small. Uh-huh. There's a very Haredi community. It would be, it's more unusual to see a Haredi community within Modi'in because it was built as a secular community and allocated some land and resources for the modern Orthodox, um, it didn't catch on. So even now that it's grown in terms of the modern Orthodox who are there, right. the Haredi population wouldn't look at it. Well, also it's interesting because, uh, I mean, Modin elite, exactly. which we know is Kiryat Sefer, is not far from there. Is, exactly. Uh, it's less than like five minutes by car. And say. that was designated a Haredi community right. by That's design. That's hugely Haredi, so I guess there's no necessity really. Right. But, um, a couple of questions. First of all, one, one of the things that we've concentrated on in the past is talking about different neighborhoods. Now, you, you've mentioned uh, Buchman, which I think is, is something familiar to our listeners as a place where a lot of Olim end up. Um, and now you're saying Buchman is being, is being expanded. It was uh, officially Buchman that's being expanded. Buchman Darom. So, okay. so what, what are the um, other neighborhoods that, uh, that are popular with Olim? Uh, traditionally, when people moved in, they moved into Givatsi, which is now called Masua. Okay. That was one of the first neighborhoods. Buchman, which again is called the Shvatim. I'm, I myself am trying to learn all the designations. Um, often in Israel, when a, a piece of land is developed by a, a certain contractor, land developer, it sort of takes on the name. Like in Beit Shemesh, Scheinfeld was right, developer. Right, right. To this day, they call it Scheinfeld. It does so, have another name? It does have another name. <laughs> okay. We'll uh, leave it there. Okay. We're not going to confuse our listeners. So uh, the area has asked me to try to be a little bit more proper when I talk about the, the city. But uh, Shvatim, uh, Buchman, and then Buchman de Rome, Moria, um, has always been an Anglo-centric because it started off with Anglos buying in. And therefore, as often happens, is the more expensive part of town. Uh-huh. Um, is actually one of our Olim who was the first person to sell property in Modian for over a million dollars. Wow. So that was one in that area with one of so our So it's starting to become... Uh it's starting to get well, it's there. It's expensive. It's expensive. We changed their designation. If you look on the community database and uh, in, in any profile, I give dollar signs to tell you how expensive it is, three being the norm and then going up or down from there. And we changed Modian from three to four about three years ago uh-huh. because it's, it's But do you get there. more for your money than possibly than in a place like Yerushalayim? In other words, yeah. You get a bigger, a bigger apartment? Yeah, absolutely. Um one thing that uh, I think we discussed this in the past, but it really is relevant to our discussions about Beit Shemesh and Ramat Beit Shemesh, which is uh, hospital care. Not, I'm not speaking about medical care. I'm sure there are doctors and the, there's doctors' offices and um, all the different health funds have uh, places in Modi, and that's not the issue. The question is, is there a hospital in or at least is there in the planning stage to have a hospital? But now that Modi is becoming such a huge place... Um, and then you have Modini Elite, and you have uh, and you have Hashmonaim there, and you have a lot of a lot of people now. There doesn't seem to be a hospital specifically for that area. Is that something that's being discussed? It's on the plans. When I met with the area recently to, to prepare for this program today, you got, um, they showed me their plans. So not only do they have plans for a hospital, but they're talking that's going to be another 10 to 15 years down the road uh-huh. before they started uh, laying the groundwork for it. They have plans for a hotel. They have plans for a college, uh, which will be a branch of Ben-Gurion oh, wow. within Modin itself. Um, they have plans for a whole 
old age complex, not just an old age home, but a complex for senior citizens because they know that in the next 15 to 20 years, their population, the people there is going which to is it. now in their 40s and 50s, and the older end, is going to, they want them to stay. So those things, the college, the university, the hotel, the hospital. Is there room there for all this? Yeah. There's plenty of room there. Uh, Modine was the first fully planned out city uh, in the country. So they have uh, sort of Saf- uh, Safri who uh, planned it out, and uh, not rough, huh? <laughs> and uh, he uh, it, he allocated land for all of this. So it's all in the planning stages, and we see it every year or two. When you go to Modian, you can see that it's really being actualized. That's unbelievable. I mean, it, it's 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 something which I've heard over the years that Modian is one of the fastest-growing cities in the world, not just in, in Israel. I don't know if you've heard that. In the world, I've not heard. I've heard in the past, and I don't know if this is true, and I'd love to hear from our, our listeners if uh, at com, if you want to email me about this, but I heard that Modian is the second largest, the second fastest growing city in the world after Las Vegas, Nevada. Huh. That's what I heard. Okay. And I want to tell you something. I don't know if it's true or not, but there's no question that the growth of Modian is something which is, is really fascinating to see, especially if you don't travel there a lot, okay, and you're on 443, you know, once, let's say every couple of months, every, and you're constantly seeing new things as you drive by there. Absolutely. It's fascinating. And uh, I've I've had meetings in Modian where you know I drive through Modian and I've seen different areas which are just blossoming. It's just uh, it's it's a fantastic. It's thing all to developed. See. I, I, you know, you asked me why are, are people moving there. I think geographically that was that was the initial reason. But if you talk to residents who right. are there, um, I mean, certainly in Nefesh Benefesh, you know, we have several staff members who live there. Right. And the Olim who you know moved there and don't have any uh, desire to leave. Uh, there's also a sense that the area really cares about its residents. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, they're investing money in terms of making sure that our limbs specifically have the services they need, and in general to make sure that there are parks and that there are um, uh, libraries and that there are activities. For example, they just finished building uh, Lake Annaba, which is the man-made lake in uh, Modi Inn, where you can have boating and parks. Uh, bike, there's bike trails and paths that they've been developing along that whole area. Uh-huh. But they, they bring the circus once a year. They have a, a community-wide slichot every year that the, that the area sponsors. Um, every Wednesday, they have yoga in the park. They have organized walking groups sponsored by the city, meaning they provide the leader to be with these walking groups. Wow. So it's, it's a city that really wants to make sure that its participants have places to go. They also have uh, something that's also unusual. They have a Yechidat Noar that sponsors. I mean, it's not unusual to have a Yechidat Noar, meaning to have a division for youth. Right. But they have something that's unusual. They have a cafe that is run by youth for youth. Great idea. So that's uh, they want to make sure that the youth are taken care of. They don't want them hanging out and, and doing. Well, it just seems like from from this conversation, it seems that Modian uh, there's a lot of planning involved. There's a lot of thought involved in terms of how this place is developed, and and we see that it's successful, which is uh, hopefully it, it'll be a. Uh, um, a, model. A, a model for other places because uh, there's no question that you can see it from the outside. And also, it's a very clean city. It's a very clean city, as you said that uh, the area takes care of the city, takes care of its residents. There's no question. Well. Um, I thank you. Is there anything else you want to add? Or uh? I just think in terms of a, a place to look, the populations for Olim who are looking there really runs a gamut, meaning we have younger couples that are looking um, because there's a nightlife that they're starting to develop within Modian. Uh-huh. Again, they, they, they have this niche to be able to look at all the different populations and say, what can we provide for them? So they're looking at the children in the Ghanim and saying, 
are we going to have activities in the park? And throughout the summer and the year, there are park activities, and they are announced that you know this is where you can take your dinner and sit in the park and be with your young children right. and meet other parents. Certainly the schools are, are blossoming and creativity within the schools and the types of schools they are, they're offering. Um, and then the teens, as we just talked about, families and the seniors. We have a lot of seniors who are moving to Modine because they want to be with their children right. who are in their 30s and 40s. Right. And well, we see that in Big Chemish also. We see Absolutely. that in other places, right? Absolutely. So that's why they're planning the, the seniors uh, to, you right. know, to the make, take complex. care of them, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I special that ed, sense. is that something which we've discussed in the past in other places? Yeah. Is there, uh, they have a school called Gavnim. Gavnim, it's actually uh, interesting. It's located next to Yachad, the pluralistic school. Okay. And they have ongoing programs between Gavnim and Yachad. Uh-huh. So that there are programs they do together. There's volunteer work that they do together. And the city is very careful about making sure that children with special needs have all the amenities that they need. Well. Uh, I think I think that Modian is definitely a place that which uh, people who are serious about Aliyah have definitely heard about Modian, but the information that you've given us today definitely uh, will help people in terms of making a decision about whether Modian is a place to check out or a place to move to. And I appreciate that. Terrific. Thanks for having me. A Silverman at NBN.org.il. A at to ask Avi any question about Modian, about any other community that you're interested in. Um, also, any educational questions that you might have for Avi, those are his uh areas of expertise, but any question you have about Pre-Aliyah, Avi and the rest of the staff in the Pre-Aliyah department are available to help you in any way that they can. Uh, Avi Silverman, thank you so much for joining us. This is Egal Siegel for uh, Homeward Bound, and we'll be back after this message. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4 a-L-I-Y-A-H, or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. Okay, we're back with Homeward Bound, the show about making Aliyah to Israel. My name is Egal Siegel, and we're here on the Nahum Siegel Network every week to give you as much information as possible about making that big step, taking the big step to making Aliyah to Israel. Uh, I'm happy to welcome to our airwaves Lizzie Martin, who is a government and advocacy specialist for Nefesh Benefesh, our sponsoring organization of this program. Lizzie, thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. Okay, so um, what we want to discuss today is, I mean, we want to talk about, in general, the medical field, but specifically uh, the field of dentistry. It seems that um, in the last few years that there's been um, an effort made to make it a lot easier for dentists to make Aliyah. So can you uh, update us on that? Sure. Uh, In order to get an Israeli dental license, uh, one has to take a written and a practical exam. Okay. And we wanted... we. We tried to figure out a way to ease the process for dentists who are making Aliyah. Okay. And we turned to the, to the Ministry of Health and asked them if they would collaborate with us um, and create a program where they would go to the U.S. with us, and that's where we will, will administrate the dentistry exam. In English? In English. Wow. So they actually, give it, were they giving it in English before They're that? giving it in, in English here. It's given okay. twice a year. Okay. Um, both in Hebrew, uh, Arabic, and English. Um, and this Monday, February 24th, 
We're going to be going with the Ministry of Health to New Jersey to the Nefesh Benefesh offices, and 20 dentists who are planning on making Aliyah will be taking the written part of the dental exam. Okay, great. Now, this has been done before. By, uh, it was done once four years ago. Right. And you know who proctored that exam? I don't know if you know. Yigal Siegel. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was the first proctor for this exam. Okay. That's why I know a little about it. Yeah. Um, I traveled with uh, someone from the Ministry of Health. I assume that someone will be there. Yeah. Now, my question is, have they tried to do this in other areas of medicine? I mean, uh, this is something which I'm sure is is uh, very important to people listening to this program. Right, of course. Um, <laughs> we actually are collaborating with the Ministry of Health to try and, and do this in other fields as well. Uh, physicians, for example, as of now, board-certified physicians from the states uh, are not... Uh, asked to take to take a licensing exam, and therefore there's no need for us to go to the states. But in all the paramedical professions, like physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and dietetics, there is a license. There is a licensing exam as of uh, two years ago, and we would like to collaborate with the Ministry of Health and try to administer those exams there as well. So, so a medical doctor does not have to go through yeah. any type of. Uh Testing? In, in most cases, uh, for U.S. or Canadian or U.K. trained physicians, no. In most cases, no. Okay. And the dentistry, this is how long has it been that they've had to – this has been since the beginning of the state that yes. they've had to go through a in license? In dentistry, different? for years, every, every dentist making Aliyah and every dentist finishing uh, dentistry school in Israel also <coughs> has to take a licensing exam. So what is the practical exam for a dentist? A uh, practical exam is done on, uh, on mannequins. And it's done here in Israel. And that part of the test, unfortunately, we can't administer in the States because they only have one place in Israel where they do it. Um, but the dentists don't have to take the written and the practical exam adjacent to each other. They can take one one year and then maybe the following year or after they make Aliyah, they can take the second part of the exam. Okay, so that's interesting to know, especially for um, for those in the medical professional in general, profession in general. That uh, first of all, that this is available, and this is the second time in four years that's been done. Yes. How many people are taking the test? This twenty. Week? Okay, I'm not sure when this segment will air. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it might be after February yeah. 24th, but um, so it's good to know that this is available. Now, this, is this going to be an annual thing? You think, or uh, um, I don't think it'll be an annual thing, but. Uh I think it'll be something that we'll be doing periodically. And like I said before, hopefully in the other years, we'll be administering other exams, like nurse, nursing exams. Oh, yeah. so that's uh, so let's say a nurse, let's say an American nurse now, does she have to go through a licensing process here? Yeah. Okay. Yes, and they, is that similar to, to what the dentist has to do? I mean, is there a practical exam for a nurse? Um, there, there isn't a practical exam. There is a licensing exam that's taken here, and also there's an, a course, a prerequisite that one has to take about the Israeli health system in Israel. It, it, the licensing process for nurses is different, but we are trying to work with the nursing division to ease the process a little bit because it is pretty complex and it has a lot of different stages. Okay, so, so let's say let's go back to a regular doctor. Okay, a doctor. I mean. I guess any type of doctor does not have to go through any licensing, uh, does not have to go through any type of practical exam. So the question is, why aren't there more doctors making Aliyah? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, there are a lot of doctors making Aliyah. Oh, Um, that's good to know. Yeah, we have, I would say, forty between 40 and 50 doctors a year making Aliyah, and Mm -hmm. that's a big number, especially for Israel. 
if there are 50 doctors coming into the Israeli health system every year from North America and the UK, that can make a very serious dent on, on the medical profession here. Um, but it's true that for some reason the, the, the licensing process for physicians was, was uh, I don't know, decreed in a was, different way. Right. Well, I mean, it could be because the uh, because the dentistry is still considered a private thing. As in other words, I mean, even though now the 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 health funds are covering dentistry to a certain age or to a certain point, right. but still, most of dentistry is something you have to pay for privately or with private insurance. It's not something that uh, that is covered by the government. It could be that's the difference. I mean, right? It could be, but again, like I said, we we have we have many doctors making aliyah. All right, that's good to know so. because <laughs> I know that we need doctors here. That's for sure. There's right. no question about it. Right. Okay, Lizzie Martin, thank you so much. Uh, Lizzie is the Government and Advocacy Specialist for Nefesh Benefesh, and uh, this information is very important. Any any uh, type of professional, I guess, who wants to know about licensing or any other type of question um, can contact the Pre-Aliad Department here at Nefesh Benefesh, but also, Lizzie, would you uh, give yes, your email address? For sure, and, that's part of what I do. Okay, so what's your email address? It's Lizzie, L-I-Z-I, at nbn.org.il. Okay, so Lizzie Martin is available for uh, answering any specific questions about licensing, about uh, what you have to do in order to transfer your existing profession to Israel, and uh, we thank you for joining us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. All right, so this is Egal Siegel for Homer Band, and we'll be back right after this message. If you've always dreamt of moving to Israel and establishing a brand new life in the Holy Land, it's time to call Nefesh Benefesh, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4, A-L-I-Y-A-H. Or log on now to their comprehensive website for all the assistance you need to get to Israel, nbn.org.il. That's the Nefesh Benefesh website. Head there now, nbn.org.il. Well, this is Egal Siegel, and you've been listening to another great edition of Homeward Bound here in the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great week, everybody. Silently for